0: These people coming in this game didn't know who we were. And our kids were playing with a chip on their shoulder all season. For them to come out that second half and do what they did. I'm just, words can't even describe just how proud i was. Can you put into words what do you think this means for you, the town, your, your teammates? Uh, it obviously means a lot to us. We've worked very hard to get to here and it's just amazing to finally get the championship. Is it a basketball town, though? I hope so. I hope so. (laughs) Uh,
1: It's really the kids. All year long, they've had great character. We've been up and had to hold on to a big lead at the end. When the other team tightened it up, uh, we've been down and had to come all the way back. So uh, the kids in the second half—they just—they did.
0: team, this
1: team is one of the best units I've ever had to coach because they all trust each other and play so hard together. I'll, I'll say this, um, with a dynamic player like Mikey Bassetto last year, excellent player, he, but our team still played like a team. We still pass the ball well, this and that.
0: That has trickled down onto this team. I've
1: been saying all year, uh, I love all these guys as much as I love him and all the alumni that were behind our bench the first ones to hug me and everything else so at he's catholic we're all family so uh that's one of the reasons why it worked out so great with joey how about that hug though with joey though that too one for the lifetime my family name has been it's, been it's been something big to live up to and i mean my whole career i mean i've had big shoes to fill between my grandfather my uncle my dad and we all have such a close bond that i mean it means so much to come out here and be able to
2: Hello everybody and welcome once again to Courtside with Joe Morelli. Joe Morelli, the head high school basketball for GameTimeCT.com and the Hearst Connecticut Media Group and we have arrived at the end. It is over, and as you just heard in that great montage to start the over, we had five state champions, uh, great day, or uh, great couple of days at Mohegan Sun, East Catholic is the number one team in all the land, they just got voted, and... I don't know. What else can you say? Uh, I thought it was another great, great week uh, weekend at the Mohegan Sun. And what did you think of the whole tournament? And what did you think of the of the weekend? Joe, how are you, first of all? <laughs> well, thank
0: you. It's, it was a long weekend, but it was an yeah. enjoyable one. And obviously, record crowds. I mean, almost 21,000 seeing the weekend. And yeah. Uh, you know, I, I still hear sometimes people complain about, you know, it's not the would rather be a different venue, but you, there's very few, if any, that could host that many people because you'd be turning people away. And the CIAc, to its credit, does not want to turn anybody away, especially in that atmosphere. And you're able to see three games for $10 or 2 or however many, and I, I think boys and girls is an enjoyable experience. I think they got a lot of good draws. They got a lot of local teams, New London girls, water for boys, um, and obviously the, the Division One game able to have – Good crowds and people wanting to come see. I mean, I mean, almost seven thousand a couple of nights. I I think they've done pretty well. I mean, obviously there was a couple of sessions way back when Chris Dunn played. There was over nine thousand. I don't know if we'll ever see that again, but obviously some good crowds throughout the weekend, and 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 that was what made it enjoyable.
2: Yeah, I mean, record crowd. I mean, there were people in the. in the upper decks for the East Catholic game, and once you start seeing those people going to the upper decks, you know that you got to really pack Same house. Same thing with the second, Sunday Same night. Same thing session. with the Sunday night session. I thought CIC yeah, did a really nice job, and, you know, spacing yeah. those out. Mm-hmm. Personally, I like to see the you know the the final game be, being the Division One game, but whatever. I mean, the Division Two game still packed them in, and that was a great game. Um, I, I thought overall the, the the five championship games were, you know, pretty good. I don't think we had a really like real dud. I mean, uh, sure the couple teams. Um, they would get out to a big lead in, in maybe in the second quarter and kind of coast from there. But it wasn't like there wasn't anything that was an absolute blowout. I mean, maybe New Canaan, you want to say that, maybe Innovation with winning their their mm. Division 5 title. Uh, but, you know, it wasn't like any of these teams were overmatched. I think that was a, a really important thing to, to, yeah, to see. Yeah, I, I
0: didn't get that sense. I mean, I know, like I said, Innovation, New Canaan, but I also think they were competitive, and then both of them also got out to good leads, and then those t- teams yeah. took a couple – Punches and they were able to bounce back and, and turn it Good into, point. into their favor. Um, I mean, a Division Five game of I mean, innovation. I mean, I, I had never even heard of the program until a couple of years ago. What were they, two and eighteen? Maybe last year, year before, and and here they are winning a state championship in what year five of varsity existence? Yeah, and six, or Slate, something like that. And Coach Lance from Bunnell, guy from my hometown, and I, I think again, it it's didn't even like, play the game. It's kind of like the old Gonzaga <laughs> way back about twenty years ago, They're like. You, they're not gonna know who we are, they don't know how to say our name, but now they're going to yeah. and, and and kudos to them to be able to do that and again for old line to have they had a, a great team and they got to the finals and they were the second best team in the shoreline. They have nothing to show for a great year, but they to get to Mohegan to me, you've accomplished something and uh, they didn't play their best game, innovation did. Kudos to Innovation for doing and winning a division five ch- state championship. But, yeah, I give o some credit for getting there, in yeah. my mind.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, well, I thought, well, Coach Lance, uh, that, that was the most amazing thing, that he didn't even play basketball. He was a all tennis all-area team for us um, back in, you know, 03. What what is that, 03 or 06? I, I don't or, even know. Um, but for him to go there, and, you know, now he's he, he surrounds himself with basketball people, and, and they teach him, and he teaches the kids. Right. And then, you know, that's the first championship for uh, this the, the, the new C-R-A-L, the Capital Region Athletic League, uh, which is what uh, uh, Innovation plays in, with, along with all the other uh, CREC uh, schools from Hartford. It's basically a magnet school conference with Parish Hill thrown in there too for whatever reason because they didn't have a place. But
0: well, I had the final right; I just had it reversed. I yeah. had line beating Innovation. So <laughs> hey, listen, hey, it's please. not a bad pick. No, and uh, like I said, good good job by them. So
2: just like Innovation, there was a lot of firsts. You know, I think mean, the thing you take away from this tournament, there were a lot of teams that a lot of first uh, innovation won their first title and then you turn around you see teams like new Canaan in division four and then farmington in uh division Division three three. new Canaan and farmington new Canaan hadn't won 62 and then you go to farmington farmington hadn't won ever the last time they were in a final was 1939 uh so you had a lot of i think the thing you walk away a lot of firsts here like that came out of this the the new Canaan game well, I mean, look, we talked about it before in this podcast. Yes, I didn't we, think they, I didn't think they belonged in that division. Yeah, yeah. Same with St. Joe. We can
0: talk about that later. And but the thing is, this: the adults talk about these things, including us. Mm-hmm. The kids are the ones who go and play the games. They're the ones who are going to have the memory of it. And yeah, they, and they still have to win the games. They still have to beat St. Joe's to get there. They still had to win and beat St. Bernard in the quarterfinals, who was a, a, a team of a school of choice. Yep. Okay, so Fair it's enough. not like. The, New Canyon was a one town, and it, I mean, from one town, yeah. I mean, size-wise, I think we would agree. And they're gonna move up next year, mm-hmm. but they had no tournament pedigree. They hadn't been to a final since Scott Burrell was a senior, and they beat them in 1989. And I was a senior in high school, so, um, and again, the kids had to play to win the game. And defensively, they were they put a stranglehold on Granby. Who had been in the final six years ago in Class S and beaten Weaver, so they have had a chance to beat a team that was larger than them. And, and you know what? The whole town of Grammy seemed like they showed up and they had a crowd advantage, but Duquesne was the better team and they showed it. And uh, Danny Melzer's has done a tremendous yeah. job uh, in his third year there, at the Stanford High grad. Um, and like I said, they're probably being three or two next year. And uh, and then, but he seems to think this is not a one and done. He seems to think they're they're building something there and they'll have kids. So. I'm anxious to see how they'll do in the FCAC next year.
2: Yeah, no, that, that's a, that's the thing with me with these things. And, you know, again, I don't want to get too much into it. We've gone over this 100 million times. Joe and I got into a big heated argument in the, in the bowels of a and sun during this. Yes, we but, did. But, uh, you know, but and there's been plenty of calls. Uh, Mike uh, DeMauro, uh, Joe Palladino, they're they're also on board saying that there yes, needs to be some change. When you, we didn't have a podcast to lead into this. And, uh, you know, and I agree with them that when you have two teams, Womogo and Cromwell, undefeated and they don't win a state game, you got a problem there. And I think when you're looking at teams, like if you look at it, like Shelton hadn't won and hadn't gone that far, get into the quarterfinals in forever, and St. Joe had, you know, been down in the FCAC for for a few years and they get to the semifinals against New Canaan. When you start seeing a lot of these teams that are in the middle of their conferences, they're kind of right in the middle of the conferences doing exceptionally well at the expense of. Cromwells and Womogos I think that's a problem I think you need to adjust it somehow so that those double l/ slash L schools that play in power conferences yeah I, that's my big thing they play in power conferences they, they compete against them and then they turn around and it's like you, you, you drop the you know the extra bats in the on deck circle and now you're playing like a team that' that small they don't they don't see anything like you all year so that's just my big thing with it but listen again as far as the games go, um, that's a tremendous job by New Canaan to do that. Uh, the, the, I thought the kids play exceptionally well. I thought Mel's Mel's obviously a, is a hot commodity right now. Everyone's talking about him. Sure. Um, coming out of there, great job by Gramby and great job by New Canaan. By the way, showing up. You know, we talk about the FCI guys not wanting to travel to their state championship games. Forget that noise because New Canaan. They all showed up. We saw all the football players, all the girls basketball, all the Matt, whole. Chris, Matt, the oh yeah, game, absolutely. You and know, ten o'clock in
0: the morning, and then everybody made a big deal that the two guys are the longest trips had to be, but hey, somebody's they, got to play. They,
2: to they showed up Kane. and they showed up big, and I, I I applaud New Canaan for that.
0: Yeah, and, and I don't disagree because I think again the two biggest issues when the divisions were drawn in Maine, maybe that's part of the problem. Mm. Was Wamogo in three and St. Joe's in four? Those are the ones that stood out to everybody else. Nobody else had a real problem with Ucan because they hadn't done anything. Right? Nobody had even thought about Ucan to changing. That was my big thing. I'm not going to 2nd go jump on it when I didn't even think about them. Now, if they stayed in four, it'd be that's a whole nother yeah. story. If they're if you know they should be moved up. And I understand people's gripes. I get it. I just am not as Vociferous about it as many others are. I that's, just don't. I, that's that's, that's Fine. I just don't have that feeling. I'm not going to second guess and say jump on the bandwagon and say they shouldn't be in there when I haven't done it since the start. <laughs> now, <laughs> no, that's fair. Now, that's a, in Farmington. I, I mean, people again. We're going to now I'm, really quickly. Amistad is you know school whatever, but they're an academic, one of the top academic schools, maybe the best in the state of Connecticut. They've never been to a state final. I mean, them and Farmington – I mean, people had a problem with Farmington playing with Amistad. It's like, listen,
1: well, it's just Amistad they're, they're... and
0: Farmington – I mean, Farmington plays in the CCC and, and have it, would they have won a state championship if they were in L, Division two, Maybe not, but yeah. – but, I mean, I think that was a fairly fair matchup and people complaining about Amistad. Listen, Amistad beat Shelton, they beat Torrington, and they beat uh, – I didn't think who else – they beat uh, Berlin on the road to mm-hmm. get there. Yep. They had a great year. They were the best team in New Haven this year, based on that, in my yeah. mind. Now, will they beat Crossing Hills? I don't know, but AJ Edwards had a great guard. He falls out. Kudos to Brian Ott to, in their tenth year. And I've wrote about them when they were just starting out, and they were had a ten game schedule in 2009-10 and they didn't win a game. And and, and and you know, and and they've had a good run and to get here. And again, he doesn't think he's a Cinderella. They think they're building something. And, and, and Farmington you were, you, we, you did your interviews and I was there asking the questions and Dwayne Winter I've known him for a long time he's had some great ta- tam- talented players he had Ab- the Abermidises and, and he had MoMA his older brother Ob played he was an All-Stater mm-hmm. for the Register and I'm happy for him because again without this expansion they don't get to a final they mm-hmm. haven't been to a final it's like Amity last year it's like Newtown in the yeah. semi I just there's something to be said for that and and, again, a student section showing out. Farmington showed oh out. Oh, my God. And the city of New Haven got behind Amistad. Yep. as They get behind their own, and then there's something to be said for that. And, you know, Amistad was having their way. And then, 59 seconds, Farmington turned a nine-point deficit and a one-point lead, and they went from there. Yeah, the wheels just fell off. I mean, yeah, it did. Uh, I thought they they, they caught – you
2: could tell the Amistad kids were getting a
0: little frustrated.
2: You know, they're turning the ball over. I mean. Right. Farmington came out of there like gangbusters like we're not losing this game they're down nine I believe at the half yeah. or something like that 25-16 25-16
0: yep.
2: the half mm-hmm. and it was just you know Farmington like we will not be denied and you know there was nothing they can do and even Ryan said after a game like yeah, I wish I had called the time I, out. I could
0: see him looking he was thinking about it and I'm yeah, like it I was so calling fast, about, I was like gotta call it now I even in my second I was like I said to Sean Barker was our boss was sitting there gotta call it and then it came, it as a turnover layup and by the time he was thinking about it again, there was a turnover at midcourt, booming. It happened. And then, and then it happened so quickly, so fast. Yeah, it's. Hard. I don't
2: blame it's, him for that. I mean, I, maybe a, more. I don't
0: blame him. I just maybe a it more. May, experience do would have been a difference. Maybe a more
2: experienced coach does, but even then,
0: I doubt it. But you he know? Had, But he, as he said, he had his two guards were there, Blackwell and yeah. Edwards, and he was. He has confidence in those guys. He knows them better than obviously I would look. But you could just feel it. He could just, I've I've been to enough games to know that
2: he, Ryan had an exceptional season. Yeah, said uh, that. he had. A, I mean, even uh, uh, Dwayne said afterward they had an exceptional game plan. They were outsized by. Uh, I mean, you look at you know Booby. You know, uh, they could boobie have, they and, caused
0: a lot of steals because they got low to the ground. Right, and got scrapped. They and,
2: did not let Farmington outside like at least oh three God. or four inches
0: average on them. Well moment. There's nobody who can check. Moment, yeah, yeah. I mean, that kid's I, only a sophomore. <laughs> Yeah. yeah,
2: unbelievable. But yeah. they, he had an exceptional coaching game, and his yeah. kids played exceptionally well. They get out to a nine-point lead against Farmington, that was kind of favored to win that game. Uh, oh, they were favored. That's, that's right. I think that was exceptional. And so here's the thing: now that Hyde is gone, uh, I think now you're looking at Amistad kind of filling that role. They don't have a league. I, right.
0: know, I mean, they like to be in the shoreline. I just don't know if the shoreline wants them. Right, why well, do actually? I think it, well, the
2: shoreline probably got a little, a eh, little kind of sick of Hyde for a little bit there. Well, I think
0: they they feel like they have an even number of teams, and I think that's part of the reason. Right. But uh,
2: but I think that you can now start to. This is the most important thing for Ryan and his kids. Like they put themselves on the map. Yes, they establish themselves as a legit. You can talk about the divisions everything. Are they going to go play house and Cross? I mean, maybe they should. Uh, but are they in that conversation yet? No, not quite. But people now know about the school, and they know about the program. They know about Ryan and about his kids. Are they going to run
0: do... to go play them now? That's the question. Right. Well,
2: them. I mean, you know, that's maybe the next step. Maybe they want to go do that. I mean, I don't know what Hyde had done or what Reggie did. Did they ever play many of the New Haven schools? Very
0: or... rarely. <laughs> they didn't like uh, – I know they played house once. Steve Jefferson played house once, and they got destroyed. They didn't play each other very much. They did scrimmage. They didn't play Cross. They played career a couple times. They're not I, a lot of
2: open dates. Let's throw that out no, there first, I think
0: too. I don't think they're, everybody's rushed to go play each other. I think Hill wants to go play mm-hmm. the, the Standard Bears. They want to go play the East. They want yeah. to play the Windsors. They want to play the teams out yep. of state. Cross wants to do the same thing. I don't know what they benefit by playing Amistad. Amistad wants to go play those, some of those schools. And obviously, as he told us, he scheduled a lot of those teams that he played to get ready for the Division three yeah. tournament. So obviously, you know what he was doing. And kudos to him, as I keep saying, and it's it's it was a great story, and that's really what I, we as journalists we look for great stories. And in Division Two, we have another two other great stories. You had yep. to Britain, who had to me, I never thought they would outdraw Waterford to have a lot of, but their band and oh the crowd God. was the whole city was probably there. It was a great atmosphere just like The Hill House band and the girls' game. You know, mm-hmm. they got there late. There, I guess they were at the Yale game. They were, yeah. How about
2: that? First of all, yeah, that is absolutely right. Because well, they, they did the same thing two years ago. They're at the Yale Harvard Ivy League championship game, and they. No, no, no. Saturday. Oh, no, it was no. Saturday? Saturday oh, that was Sunday. Oh, wait, I'm thinking. No,
0: Saturday. I think they were at the Yale game too, weren't they? Well, they got there late. Whatever. They got there <laughs> late. They didn't get there all blurred on time for a Six o'clock.
2: They got there in this just they got there late to the Hill House game. When was the when was the Ivy League championship game?
0: Well that was Sunday.
2: That was Sunday. So they they weren't at that. They played
0: Yale. Yale played at like three o'clock on
2: Right. They played the day before. On Saturday. I'm assuming. Yale and and, sorry and Hill House was there according to our guys at Yale.
0: And then they drove up. And then they
2: got on the bus and came to Ohegan to help the girls team out. Which First of all, we should just little shout out to Hill House girls. That's 10th state championship. Uh, Katrina, Katrina Holly 6 and 0. 6 and 0, 10th state championship. That's a yeah. that's a girls record. I don't think we mentioned that. That's that's a that's the most in girls you state. We might have mentioned it on the other podcast. I haven't I listened yet. to it. I don't think they did. But <laughs> just to shout about. Right, well, anyway,
0: anyway I mean, Katrina Holly's done. And listen, um but But the New great, Britain Division 2 was a great atmosphere in New Britain. Again, like Farmington. I mean, people are complaining about them and they should be in Division One. People mentioning the enrollments. But, you know, what? Uh, Waterford can play with anybody. And New Britain was in two. And Which th- I think is fine. fine. I have no problem with I don't it. Have I, that. I don't care. Two uh, is... I don't care. I'm just talking about what other people are saying. Why don't you start
2: ta- <laughs> talking about L and double L schools in two? I don't have a problem with that. I think two is like the lower. It's like the B version of the Division right. One team. That's where I think you can do a lot of things. I don't think there should be f- five. But, again, they, but whatever.
0: they play both Farmington and... <laughs> and in New Britain, playing the best league in the state by far this year. Right, there when was nobody t- there was nobody close, and they got ready and they again got off to a good lead. And Waterford started to figure things out. And the thing about Waterford is they're not slowing down. They're going to run with anybody. That's what I love watching those guys play. We, you we've talked about Mike Bissett leaves. You got JJ yep. Brennan and Kenny Hill, and and, and they're running a the show. And you get the big guys who understand their roles, they run the floor, they rebound, and and Bill Bass has done a tremendous job. Oh my god. I, I mean, well, think forty-one out of forty-two. The only loss was an overtime on the road. To Dev Ostrowski in thirty-seven points, and which is a whole other story. <laughs> i like to have seen Dev. Would league, have loved but, to have seen that but game, but unfortunately, yeah. you know, it didn't happen. And um, again, I keep using the word kudos, but I mean for Waterford to move up Division Three, they win a title. They won a Division Two, win a title. I mean, I was half joking about Division One, but I don't know. I, I think they'll probably end up staying in Division Two. Just from what I'm, I'm understanding. I don't know the whole mathematical well, formula. Part of it is
2: their size, right? I think. Yeah,
0: I think that. I think, I, I, who knows for sure. But, but at least, what did he say, though? He it's says, like, they, they roll the ball out, we'll play. We'll play. I don't care where it is. I do worry about things I can control. And he can't control where they're going to be. He can only control how they show up. And they showed up well. They did a great job on Sunday in front of a great crowd, as as uh, Luke uh uh, you're going to hear Luke Riley mention it in the podcast because uh, we taped it um, about the crowd because he went Sunday night the day after they won their state championship. For no, his it was tremendous.
2: Um, that was the thing that really hit me. I'm sitting there. I know that they – New Britain, there are two great bands in the state. I mean, there are a couple actually. Benel is usually pretty good with their band. Hand with football. Hand with football, uh, but a hand in general. Um, That's right. Uh, but in New Britain and uh, – uh, what was the other? Oh, Hill House. Right. Uh, New Britain, obviously, they all showed up. I mean, they were uh, like. No, well, I remember a, last every year, time they Water Well Waterford last year, they packed the place because it was Mikey. but they, it was they were was De-
0: team of Sunday morning, right?
2: Too. Team of Destiny, the whole the whole nine. Right. They played Avon, which is way the heck up. There. I mean, you know, it's and in Avon the morning, is, and Avon was just complete. Well, they were just completely overwhelmed by the whole Waterford sure. experience. Now you're talking about a Sunday night. You know, that gives some people some time to get over there. It's still Sunday night, though. That's tough, though. You know, people got to work the next day or whatever. The whole—I mean, New Britain's a big place. New Britain High School is. Uh, They showed up, though, and that was like rivalry, you know, little— The place was mopped, and it was a great, great episode. Well,
0: here's the the issue really quickly, because you're going to have 10 games next year. Now— it's either going to be five games on Sunday, which is the more likely scenario with ten o'clock and eight mm-hmm. fifteen. Talk about school. Yeah. Or you have a standalone game on Monday night. Mm. Now I don't know if they'll open the doors just for that. They're going to have to. If they do that, they're going to have to draw. Have the one with the biggest draw. I don't know if the, the CIAC and the will agree to do that. We'll have to see. But mm. the more likelihood is you're going to have a ten o'clock game on Sunday and an eight fifteen game yeah. on Sunday night. That's I'm, tough. I'm not thrilled about that, but.
2: That's tough for us. But
0: if you're going to go five divisions, that's those are the only two options you have. So. I am
2: not going to lie; I am wiped out from that weekend. I, I was okay. I, even I was okay. There. Well, you and you and you weren't staying there. I and stayed I drove there. back and forth. Yeah. I I had the uh, fortune to stay there. the first time I've actually stayed in the hotel, at Mohegan Sun, um, and even then it was like I barely got to enjoy myself. Like, you know, I I well, you're working. I had like yeah, you're working the whole time and you're working. Five listen five straight games on a sa- on Saturday, I don't care who you are, man. That's that's. Rough.
0: I was okay. I was fine because it, it was. Well, funny. you're
2: you're mostly just doing the boys, though. I'm doing. That's both. true,
0: but I'm but you're watching. I was doing the thing. I did a you know time capsule Today's uh register about the whole thing, and yeah, because you, you when you're doing and you're trying to help out and stuff. But anyway, back to the Division One game, and again, we're going to have the right. East Catholic coach Luke Corelli is going to be joining us in the next segment. Um, that was the heavyweight battle. Yep. He, he, I mean, I had picked basket to win, but obviously <laughs> I was incorrect. But I did have Farmington. I did have New Canyon. But anyway, uh, beside eh, the point, listen, enough. Windsor was there. They were playing the best ball at the end of the year, and, and, and East Captain threw a zone on them, and they kept j- jacking up threes instead of trying to go inside-outside, as Coach uh, Smith had mentioned to us at, in the postgame. It was still high-level, great athletes, Division One kids all over the place. Even if they've been having them decide where they're going, they should be going to those schools. I mean, you got – And Windsor's going to have both those guards back, McIntyre and and Primo next year. (laughs) It's going to be a tremendous show. And it was a good show. I mean, I I never felt once East Catholic established itself, I didn't think Windsor was going to come back and beat them. I just thought – because I think – had they tried to come – gotten closer, I think East would have gone and spread them out even further. And then if you notice, they were trying to spread them and forced Windsor to come out and get them, and they wouldn't get by them for a while. And Yeah. And, it
2: looked like – yeah, being a Syracuse guy, I mean, it looked pretty much – Oh, the zone, zone yeah. Right. I'm talking about the zone. I mean, Sure. It's kind of interesting because that's where Windsor killed them last year from the outside. And, you know, usually – You mean two weeks ago. That's what I mean. Not last year. Yeah. In the CCC Championship, or like Primo ago. scored 41 – and they were just—they were on fire. They could not miss from the outside. They would beat anybody. So they played a zone against that. That's kind of interesting that they did that. But the, here's the thing: with that, Windsor was like, all right, you're gonna play zone. We're gonna we're gonna start because sh- we can hit from outside. But it, I don't know whether it was—I couldn't figure it out—whether it was the atmosphere, the the uh, the fact that they hadn't really maybe played in a place like this where, or I don't know what—I don't, I don't know what it was. I, I don't. They think- just were not. They were not. They were connecting. Probably they kinda of came back to earth a little bit, Windsor, from the last time they played. And but
0: they settled rather than Correct. And inside, I think that's what outside driving in, kicking out. They didn't do that. They were settling for twenty two footers off, they, off the jump East Windsor than,
2: said, We dare you come inside and Windsor was like, We're just gonna shoot it from here. Well, you know, you're gonna give it to me. Uh, I'm just gonna shoot from outside. Uh, once I get you know a space, and I think Kenny Smith afterward was like he wanted a little bit more of a post game. He wanted them to go At inside. At least get touches. He wanted them to go inside. He, they had no post game. They I mean they tried to go inside. They would stop and do these mid rangers. And, and even which, when they they
0: do did, when, which they do, it's not like they did something right. out of anything. They did they were not quickly.
2: driving inside like in. they did in the previous game. Right. They were not. They were. They were jacking them up all night, and it was like well, at some point you are like, guys, it ain't working. You gotta, you gotta do well, something. Well, he kept
0: calling timeouts, and the, I mean, it was a five point spread to end the game, but it wasn't that close? So no, it was more like a ten. It was like a ten point, point game,
2: and but here is the other thing about East, Ca- East Catholic. I mean, well, first of all, I mean, they were not going to be denied. You could just tell just the way that they were just so smooth. Joey was making. They were making the, first, the, the game. The, the the plays made in this game were ridiculous. Like some of the plays made. Uh, you know, the the behind the back dribbles, He's you know, high even level, Primo game, high level even, players. You know, so. Primo had a behind the he he kicked it back behind him <laughs> for a three that didn't go in, but you know, then you have Joey doing the behind the back stuff and they're
0: kicking yep. shot fakes and all this crazy. And Jalen stuff. Hunter is so impressive on both Amazing. sides of the ball. He just makes defensive plays and makes I mean Matt Nolan was six of six from the floor in the first half and the big, the bigs for East Catholic, they understand their role and even the kid, the big kid from Windsor, I mean, he struggles from the line, but he, he rebounds. It was just a high-level yeah. game, and you could tell the crowd was really into it. They These like were that the stuff. two best teams all year. Mm-hmm. In the end, they were the two best. They were the two and best they teams. They were, and, and obviously, if you if you win Division One, you are the best team, because you can't win four games in that division unless you're the best. Right. East Catholic was the best team. Windsor was the second is, best team in our poll. I don't think there's any argument there. You want to go after that water for three deserves to be there. Then you want to go Sacred Heart Basic. They were four or five in the final poll. If you I mean that's always the part with voters. Do you, where do you vote the other champions? Do you vote how many teams do you vote from Division One in the top ten? Mm-hmm. It's a it's a very tough call. Um I mean Notre Dame, West Haven end up being the tenth spot. They could easily be on the outside looking in, but they got in. It's again Here's but, what
2: I would have done. I mean, we're looking at the poll now. East Catholic yeah. 1, Windsor 2, Waterford 3, Sacred Heart 4, Basque 5. That's five. Farm- Farmington 6, Immaculate 7, uh, Trumbull 8. Yeah, overall, and New Britain 9, and then Notre Dame, West Haven. It's a against, good top pick. I think it's a good top I personally, if I was voting, I don't vote. I probably would have had the two semifinalists from Division One up, um, Immaculate and what was the other one? Um, Trumble. Trumbull I thought they were should have been A little bit higher Then again Trumbull didn't win The Uh, uh Immaculate, Immaculate didn't win The SWC Immaculate didn't win The SWC They so, lost on a buzzer beater So that's fair to say But again You're talking about Like you just said It is the best division You even get to the semifinals You're legit And you know Granted Immaculate lost on a buzzer, Peter. You know, and, and, and nine times out of ten, if Trumbull play, you know, Trumble came back and if they well, played D- Danbury, uh, they, they all beat him f- half the time. Having or voted to the football field.
0: and you run the football poll for, for game time, you got four champions, and you got to figure out what are you doing with the other spots. And who do you reward and, and who do you forget about? That lost in the quarterfinals of the of the Class Double L tournament, mm-hmm. or, or uh, it's Double It's all about LL. matchups too. No, but what I'm saying is, you sometimes you forget about teams mm-hmm. you've been voting for all year, right? That lost in the like correct, uh, like Darian. Mm-hmm. Where did Darian end up finishing? For? Five, six. I something. Was, if they got ten, it was I think it was like way at the bottom. Okay, they and might have dropped prob- and that Actually, probably I, I think in part, I bet was people like ah serves them right. We're sick of Darian. I'm sure there was some of that sentiment. Oh, yeah. But to me, where do you vote them? See, that's, that's what makes it very hard. And Darian Ann
2: finished. Here, I got it right here. Just a... Darian finished eight football.
0: Probably a good spot. It yeah. could have easily been lower if you wanted to... If, if you really wanted to make it, yeah. and make a statement and say, you know, we're sick of Darian, which you, <laughs> you really shouldn't do. Now, listen, I think I voted New Canyon 12th. They finished 11th. I had Notre Dame 11th. They finished 10th. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had Glastonbury, I think, 10. So, and they voters finished.
2: seem to want to, listen, Waterford winning back-to-back titles, going at a higher level the next year. But they're I think that's, good. But they're that's what good I'm saying. Team. I think voters rec- want to recognize that and say, "What? Well, yeah, granted, Waterford didn't play in Division One, but they still got bumped up and they still won anyway, and they only lost one game all year, right? Yeah, one game all year. I mean That's, innovation You thin, could you right. could split hairs on on three through about seven or eight. Sure. But and after that I think you know, I think it's fine. Maybe people want to order it differently, a bit, but but yeah, overall I, I think the poll was I think pretty the table good. was
0: fine. I don't think anybody has really any major complaints. No. I, I mean I
2: know Immaculate is like, whoa, we can't even get in the top five. Well, was that, was there a, was there Yeah, a, they, that was their they 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 tweeted at us, they said you know, you get to the semifinals of division one and you can't make the top five. That was their complaint. You know, that, that's fair. You could say that. Yeah, that's fine. You could say, should, should they be ahead of Farmington? Probably. I, I would say, yeah. Or Basic. Basic didn't get there. I would think Immaculate should have been at least ba- five. That's just my opinion. I don't vote. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway.
0: Okay. I'm going to read my top 15, and you mm-hmm. guys can criticize me whatever you want. Here it is East Catholic, one. Windsor, two. Waterford, three. Trumbull, four. Immaculate, five. Basic, six. Sacred Heart, seven. New Britain 8, Farmington 9, Glastonbury 10, Notre Dame West Haven 11, New Canyon 12, Manchester 13, Amistad 14, and Cromwell 15. And that's a hard one, too, because what do you do with Cromwell and Womogo? Yeah. That's uh, a hard that's a, that's a hard one, too. I mean, you just you forget we, about it. We them. got
2: killed. Here was the argument when they were talking about uh, when we went nuts over Womogo and Cromwell getting beat. Right. Uh, they were like, people were yeah, people from Shelton and people from, it's not about you guys. People from Shelton, people from St. Joe were up in arms that people were criticizing them. And you not New Canaan so much, but those two, because they're the teams that knocked those, those teams out. People were like, what I, are they I, doing? I, 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 Their I, I, biggest criticism of us was, what were they doing ranked? You guys ranked them. I'm like, well, first of all. Fair enough. No, that's a fair. Well, a fair fair it's a, a fair assessment. It's, it's, it's a fair criticism. It's a fair criticism. I'm like, well, first of all, we're not, it's not. Game time, right? It's the state's voters ranking that's them. That's correct. So don't yell at me. I've been saying that all year. I had to throw out like I
0: ranked my... them, so I was. If that's makes right. me wrong, then it makes me wrong. But
2: right, that was their criticism. But I
0: wouldn't criticize. I, that's the other thing. I don't criticize Shelton. People were having an issue with Shelton. All right, but what has Shelton ever done? So I had no problem. Oh, yeah. They, I know. But again, Shelton had not been a court file since '90. So I'm not going to sit there and say, well, they shouldn't be there. Well, Wimogel, we but we said that Wamogo shouldn't have been in three. And then had they played better, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Uh, Womogo didn't pick the bad time to play a bad game. Shelton beat him. Amistad, who's smaller than probably Womogo. Fair enough. Beat Shelton, beat Torrington, that beat is Berlin. A, that is so a that's, that's very my,
2: fair point.
0: That's my, my only my, argument I'm against I'm arguing that. with you. I'm arguing against right. the, the, cri- the right. critics.
2: That's a fair point if you want to point to the people who are saying, like, you know, uh, Womogo, what the hell? You know, hey, Amistad beat him. But
0: St. Joe, but we said St. Joe's in May.
2: St. Joe's should never... Should I don't care. Four. I, I mean, don't just, care if St. No, Joe is 0 and 20. And
0: it's nothing against Kevin and the job he did, okay? Right. It has nothing to I do with it. I don't care
2: that. if St. Joseph is 0 and 20 for the next 20 years. They should never go anything lower than number two, period. And
0: that's, I think, the issue with this system is that you, the whole idea was to get the schools of choice up in the upper divisions, and I think that was something right, that was clearing. The, the argument
2: I mean. against that is, though, is now you, but you're you're forcing them, but you're also now, you're not dealing with the problem directly. I think that's a major criticism from outside. You're not the, Tommy Razor, who had been with Bird's Eye, and then he, you know, he came back for this weekend. Tommy, and I agree with him, is basically saying like, the committee, it's half measured. It's like, how do we get these Catholic schools to move up? Because Sacred Heart wasn't moving up, and it was getting annoying. They were going to the final every year. They weren't playing a great team like them.
0: And then the Trinity Catholic Westbrook really kind of, that really
2: stuck. it, And so, but people are like, no, you're not going further enough. There are people who want a separate division. I don't know if I want that. But what no, they're doing is with this is they're trying to satisfy everybody, and they're never going to do it. They're, and, they're that trying, that, and that's the problem. And that's the problem. So they have this system in place. It does move the Catholic schools up. But at the same time, what it does is insti- – because the, the, remember, the criticism was Valley Regional and Westbrook and, and those teams shouldn't have to be facing Sacred Heart. You know, And a kid is going to go play at St. John's. Uh, you know, ever actually Auburn at the time, but well Auburn. We, at the, we, we get the point. We get. I, the point. I didn't I want to get into it, but um, but now what happened is they fixed that problem. But now what they did was they moved teams like Saint Joe and Shelton with the system and New Canaan into. They didn't fix the problem with the small schools. That's my opinion. They didn't fix it. You, now you have these mid, and again these middling teams. These you know they're good programs, but they're not great. New Canaan being one of them. They're, they had a great year in the FCAC this year. Shelton kind of middle of the road, upper echelon, but still middle of the road of the SEC. They rewarded like those those teams, and they all ended up winning, or sorry, like New Canaan and Farmington winning their first championships in forever. Um, and they just it, it didn't deal with the, the small school still kind of got to. So I would have loved, loved to see Cromwell Womogo in, in a tournament tournament to find out who the best small school champion is—that's just my opinion.
0: And there were people last year who were complaining about Cromwell winning Division Five to me. So right, I mean, not, you're not, not going to. say Well, it. I don't like five divisions anyway. So. Well, I understand <laughs> that, but again, it's right. People have a problem with Cromwell; they shouldn't be in five. But again, they're a public. So, no matter what you do, they—they they need to do some serious tweaking and move and, and try to figure it out. I don't have the answer. I admittedly don't have the mathematical formula. I, I think there is something what Dave Rudin said. And I think there – I wasn't – didn't like it originally, but I, I've warmed to the idea, that, and I know that won't happen. Maybe see them at the end of the season or at least near the end. I think might make – have less complaints and less criticism. Uh, I still think it should be four divisions. Four divisions is fine. I think five's a lot, but I don't have a problem with it. Three is too little. I know I've seen – people have had three divisions. I just – because then you're not going to reward the, the smaller schools than what they should be because you wouldn't – you would have – Small schools are playing out schools for sure. So, anyway, we're going to uh, come back for our next segment with uh, the coach of the number one team in the state, East Catholic's Luke Riley, back after this. Don't miss a pass, pitch, or putt this season. Sign up for the Whistle newsletter and get the latest news and stories sent straight to your inbox from GameTimeCT.com. Welcome back to the Courtside with Joe Morelli podcast. On the line is the num- coach for the number one team in the state of Connecticut. They received all 20 unanimous first place votes, all 20 it, unanimous, the same thing, but they they got all the votes, uh, in the, as a division one state champion should in this format. Uh, Luke Riley, the East Catholic joining us, Luke, congratulations on the great year. How are you doing?
1: Um, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back. guys. I, I really enjoyed our first go around. So, uh. Yeah, you know, it was a great weekend, so I'm feeling good. So it's a good time to talk. I'll talk to anybody who's willing to listen to me.
0: When's when's the parade?
1: Yeah, I, I think it already happened.
2: <laughs> is that a parade down like you know, like the east wing of yeah. the school or something?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that was it. I mean, it was uh, it was it was through the champ, pushing the balls back in the supply closet. I think that was it. But uh, <laughs> everybody in the community is really excited, and uh, the kids are pumped up and. Uh, as well they should be. It's a, it's a wonderful feeling. Everybody's, you know, on cloud nine and uh, super worthy group. Awesome experience. And it's something that they had worked and we had worked so hard for that, you know, it's just super rewarding.
2: And how about how about Joey? Joey was fired up. He's running around. He's screaming. You know, he's like like uh, Sean McFarlane from The Current said, he's stoic. Usually he didn't say a word. He just kind of focused, laser focused, and he just kind of let it all out. I thought that was the most amazing part of that whole uh, post game celebration.
1: Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was great. I was, I was so happy for him because you know we live in a world of the social media and everybody's got an opinion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that can be that can be a an interesting world to navigate as a teenager. So one thing that we really try to promote um, amongst the whole team is hey let's go let's go easy on the social media let's go as dark as possible and uh keep it as positive as we can and just you know push everything down and just play basketball and focus on what's important so i said hey when we when we win that game at mohegan sun that's that that's that, 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 that's the time to celebrate so they uh, you certainly don't want it, you don't want a premature celebration that that was the big prize and they did it and and they uh they went nuts and that's that's exactly what they're supposed to do so
2: they heard a lot of stuff and the the, the, the missive was to keep quiet and that's that's what he said afterward it, I didn't realize you know I don't realize this stuff or I don't know what Joe does either we didn't have to grow up with this kind of <laughs> kind of stuff when we were kids yeah. but but uh, yeah it sounded like they hear it a lot from a lot of their peers and all their schools and things like that and and it, this was just like the, the the put up or shut up game
1: yeah, it's, it's it's exactly that, and, and like it's a reflection of society. Because um, in the old days, you'd mess up, nobody'd hear about it, or you, you, even if you made a mistake or you lost the game, or a guy hits the game winner, or you know, last year like there was an incident with, a, with an opposing team, somebody got a nice dunk, and next thing you know, it's like it goes viral. It's like wow, I, I was glad I never had to deal with any of that, but the kids today they got to they gotta, they, have, they have to navigate that, and that's a challenge.
0: Yeah, I was one of those. I had BASIC winning the championship, so good job by me. But um, and obviously, that was one of the teams that you faced that got you ready for this run. And obviously, the matchups with Windsor and all the other wars of the CCC, Luke. Um, how much did all that really mean as far as preparation, getting you ready for the Division One run?
1: Yeah, you know, I liked our schedule late in the year. Looking at it, you know, in, in the preseason, like I, I, we we really kind of the schedule was getting more competitive towards the end. We had a little snow date to try to kind of condense things a little bit, but the the, the end of our regular season and the CCC tournament, it was it was it seemed like eternity. You know, the the twenty games seemed to go fast, but the last couple weeks of tournament play, when you're like on to the next game and preparing and breaking down film, et cetera, et cetera, that 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 time has become so intense that uh, the CCC is definitely a great warm-up for the Division One. and and when the brackets come out, you know, the biggest challenge, I think, is just, hey, just win one in a row, because you know, you're know you only guaranteed 32 more minutes, and that was one of the things we'd write on the board every day. We only get 32 left together. Let's try to work and do our best to get another, and they really bought into that, because I thought we had a real close group that enjoyed being together, and we were even celebrating getting to the the final Sunday practice uh, because it's about extending the season and maxing out our time together and preparing as hard as we can. And, and you know, in order to win it all, you got to get a little lucky. You got to be good on the right nights and the matchups got to be good. And there's a lot of variables there. But ultimately, we had always said all season, let's max out this experience. Let's keep it going as long as we possibly can. And we kind of took one game at a time. And, it, and unfortunately for us, it worked out.
0: Luke Crowley joining us on the podcast. Among that run, at least in the last week, Simsbury in the quarterfinals, Trumbull Hanley in the semifinals. I'm going to guess you thought you'd either see Bassick or Windsor in that bottom bracket. Did you have a feeling either way who you would see uh, once it, uh, you thought you'd be there?
1: You know, if you look back, at the tournament the last couple of years, I think there's been some favorites that you're like, oh, well, you're definitely going to see these guys, and then ultimately you don't see them. Yeah, you didn't see so Sacred Heart. Kind of learned, Sacred Heart,
0: everybody thought it would be Sacred Heart and East, and guess what? It didn't happen. So.
1: Right. Well, I, I say if you look back the last couple of years, like, you know, if you would look at Sacred Heart and be like, okay, you're going to have to see them. If you look back to last year, I think people would say East Catholic, you have to go through them. I think the year before that, if I'm not mistaken, it was Notre Dame West Haven that got knocked off by Danbury. Um, Dan Danbury, and it's like, all right, you got to go through them. So, you know, that Division One, like there are no guarantees. And you know, if you look, even look at the games the way they unfolded, that the end score might have been in favor of the team that you kind of expected. But if even in our game, if you're looking at, at you know what the score is going on in the fourth quarter, what the score is at halftime, it's it's indicative of a tournament that's super competitive and that's that's what it is. So we really didn't even look at that side of the bracket to be honest with you. We really looked at like the first day you kind of look at it overall but then after that it was just hey, let's just win, just just get to the next game. So that's that's we didn't care who we played, it didn't matter and you know, you just got to take it as it comes. And if you look ahead, I think you're making a mistake.
2: But well, but when you given what happened in the CCC uh championship, we were all we were all there. Um, were you glad to see t- it was Windsor? It was going to be Windsor, or were you satisfied it was going to be Windsor in the championship game? Or were you like, "Oh God, we got to play these guys again"? Or I mean, d- I'm sure the kids wanted a- a- another crack at them after what happened.
1: I-, I think the kids definitely wanted to play them. I thought my my approach was that doesn't matter who we play. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've kind of, and I've said that. You know, people have asked me that question a lot. and They talk about, you know, would you rather play this team or that team, or it's a rivalry? Like we really as a coach, I just make it about us. I say, hey, this really has, you know, we're going to prepare for the opponent, but in terms of the performance, it's its irrelevant who you play. And you get in a game of that magnitude that's that important, all that other stuff just falls to the wayside. It's not a regular season game where you're, like, thinking about pass games or anything like that. It's a, it's a one-shot deal. And I think the kids did a good job of that uh, going into the game. I think ultimately when they found out that it was Windsor, they were like, hey, good, that's that's." That's the way we want it, and and that's the way it should be. But as a whole program, and, and after that one instant moment, it was it was it just became about us. It didn't become about anybody else.
2: Well, you you had you cooked up something something different for the final. And we we see you guys, you know, you know, looking like Syracuse out there, you know, extended zones and, and say, all right, guys, you're if you're gonna shoot from you know lights out like you did in the CCC championship, you're gonna you know we're gonna make you work for it. Uh, you know what what led the decision to do that and you know I talked to some of the kids after and they were like hey it was something different and yeah we're not we're a man team mostly but yeah we we had to learn quick on the fly and it looked like they did a great job look like they've been they've been playing zone for for years
1: yeah that was you know we we my, my philosophy is that we we try to do a lot of different things and I think we try not to play one way all the time, and you got to adapt to different personnel and and different years. And but like the baseline of what we try to do, uh, it's just a lot of stuff. And I think the 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 good news is, is that you can play a lot of different styles and in a lot of different ways, and your kids can adapt to that. I think the bad news is sometimes you become a jack of all trades, master of none, and you and you have all this stuff in, and but you're not necessarily. A active as, as you could be if you if you had a little more laser focus on some things but we've we've played zone or at least practice zone and, and multiple zone looks all year I, I don't think we use a ton of it uh but we definitely put in a couple different wrinkles for this game because surprise and change will help you in in in, in the biggest of games and i think especially in the state tournament when you're playing against teams that don't know you very well it's almost sometimes you go through that call sheet and you're like what's going to work against these guys because you don't necessarily have the familiarity so i think in general being able to make changes and surprise some people is a strength of ours and i think it was really a strength against these guys because we didn't play in the same way we played in the first two games and i think it certainly worked to our advantage
0: luke rally joining us on the podcast luke um we, you've seen it, you've been around long enough to know that sometimes when you add talent, the chemistry doesn't work. We've seen it over the, however many decades we've, we've all been in this business. Um, for Jalen Hunter to come in and for people to, I don't know, sacrifice their games, maybe Joey, maybe Matt, maybe they didn't, for him to sacrifice, to, for it all to work out. And win a championship, is not as simple as just throwing the ball out and throwing it together. Will you please explain to the audience for a kid to come in and be able to sacrifice like that or vice versa for Joey to do so to make it all work.
1: Yeah, no, that's the truth. And um, even if you look at the big kids that I had, uh, Matt and Sam Walsh, and even Chris Jones for that matter, those guys, you want to talk about team first guys that are playing their role and embracing their role and doing what's required of them. Like, that's hard to find these days. And Those guys did that, you know, almost to perfection. And then you get a guy like Jalen coming into town. And, and, you, and I, the Hartford Curran, I believe, they had a picture of Joey and, and Jalen hugging each other at the end of the game. And, you know, what are the chances of, of two great players being able to share the stage with zero jealousy? And, you know, they treat each other, you know, they were like brothers in the end. That's what I told him. I was with him last night. I was like, yeah, how about that? You two guys hugging each other. I said, human nature is typically jealous. You know what about me and uh as I said before, it's not about me first at east it's about team first and it's a credit to Jalen and, and who he is as a person and and Joe who is a leader and, and Matt nolan that they like hey we don't care who gets the credit and uh if we don't care who gets the credit we can do awesome stuff so they they are great kids and I'm not just saying that I think a lot of coaches will say oh like great kids these guys are special you know there's a lot of great kids out there those three guys are special and Sharing the spotlight sharing the stage and and having zero jealousy and sharing in each other's success I mean that's it's a beautiful thing and that's what you hope for as a coach and that's the kind of environment I'm trying to cultivate so it was the ultimate win in terms of being selfless
2: one of my favorite plays for that game coach was in the second quarter you guys are making your move and you know it was that in the rebound of the primo he took a, a shot <clears throat> a mid-range shot. And Joey kind of slipped out of it. You know, some some people say he might even elbow them, whatever. But he goes, you know, he moves up the court. He slips out of the double team, moves up the court, does a back behind the pass, throws it over to Matt in the pose. First first of all, he fakes a shot, then goes to Matt in the post, and then Matt kicks it out to Jalen, and Jalen hits the three-pointer. I'm like, that's it. This game's (laughs) over. It was just a beautiful play, the way that they executed it, the way they shared it, the way that they were like, you know, even Matt didn't even go up. He he saw, you know, Jalen on the wing there, and bang. And uh, I, you know, just the way that whole play just personifies uh, this this team this year. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. That I think that that clip was on. I, it was an awesome little highlight clip on uh, Game Time, I believe. Yeah. Um. And I remember seeing that exact play, and I remember it live time too. And yeah, that's what we're about: sharing the ball and, and moving the ball up the court. And 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 when you string together some plays like that in those in those big games, sometimes you have those little moments. Um. We were like, hey, man, maybe maybe, maybe it's in the cards tonight. Maybe, maybe it's going to happen for us. <laughs> so that was certainly one of those ones. That those guys are good players, man. They know how to play. There's another similar one where um, I think one of the Windsor players threw between his legs, and they missed a three. And then yep. I think J- Jalen came down and advanced the ball to Joey, and Joey hit a three right in front of our bench. And I was like, you know. It's going to be different. It's a different game tonight. It's not. It's not the last time. It's the. It's this time. So you know, little plays like that add up, and those are the high energy plays that at the bench and everybody's feeding off of, and you know, they propelled us to that win, which is which is awesome.
0: Uh, East Catholic coach Luke Riley joining us on the podcast. They finished number one. Coach, I've been fortunate enough to have been around for all your finals, and I and I don't I have to remind you the, the Hill House ones, back to back years when. It was a similar kind of format, Division one, and obviously the, the, the more recent titles. Um, it's not easy to finish number one and to be the best. I mean, you win titles, but you're not considered the best, or it's a boat, or it's objective, or whatever. I'm sure you remember all those games and all those moments, good and bad. Uh, what, is, what is it like going being in the finals all those times and the, being fortunate and sometimes not coming up short and then being able to have the success and have the team and, and be recognized as such?
1: Yeah, it it makes it that much sweeter. Like it's it's a huge accomplishment. Like, and I think I told you uh, after the game, I, you know, my dad had some teams, and I remember looking at some of the yes some of the stuff he had when I was a kid in his office and stuff. And I'm like, man, those guys were twenty five and one. I'm like, man, they must have been good. And <laughs> you know, I remember, you know, I used to, I used to go to him. I me, me and him used to go to Central Connecticut. Uh, you know, before I was in high school, would go down and be like first sign of spring we go to Central Connecticut on the state championship days and watch all those teams play. I, I remember sitting with Steve Pike on the stands one year he won and I'm guessing it was eighty six, but I'm not I'm not completely sure. But um and and just watching some of those legendary teams play um with him and then yeah, I remember also going to see Hartford Public when they, I think they were I think they were twenty seven and one. I think maybe they had Camby. Um one of those years, um I think they were twenty seven one. I remember scratching my head being man, twenty seven one, holy cow, that's something. and uh, and now' to actually be coaching one of those teams and be a part of it and being the number one team in the state. I mean, wow, it's 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 an awesome feeling, and it's I'm proud of the guys, I'm proud of the program, and just completely humbled by the whole operation because it's it's. Uh, it's a lot of hard work, and, you know, this is what we love doing, and we dedicate our lives to, 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 to get there and get it done and, and put the kids in the best position to win. And it doesn't always work out, but it, it worked out this time, so we're feeling great about it.
2: Well, you guys have been at Mohegan, uh, you know, one other time, right? Was it one or twice? Okay, twice. Um, you know, just I know Joey had been there and some of the other kids, but just what was the experience like That having that place just packed to the gills, you guys at the premier game the whole weekend, and, you know, what, what was that experience like?
1: Um, it's awesome there. So like when, you know, Joe was talking about, I think 06, 07, 06, we were at the final at the university of Hartford. That's right. Uh, and we lost in 07. We were at Campbell pavilion. Uh, and we lost again, that one. And then in 14, we won at Mohegan at 16. We won at Mohegan. And, right. and just recently this year, we were at Mohegan and, uh, it just gets, that place is electric. Like you walk out there, it is so big time. Like all those venues, um, that they don't compare with with Mohegan. It's, mm. it's just the facility is awesome. You, you pull the bus in there. I think I mentioned last time on the podcast, like with the crowd rocking and and the, and the bright light, it is it is almost like it's so out of context to your high school games that it it's hard to stay stay focused and keep keep the kids focused and play a normal game. But with that being said, it's it's a magical experience to to, to be there and. And, and take it all in, but also try to have the discipline of, like, all right, we got a game to play, too. So it's a magical thing. I think the CAC really got it right. I mean, it's 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 got to be equivalent or better than every high school final in the country. Like, I, I don't see a better venue than that out there, because it's small enough where, you know, you can still pack it. It's not like, you know, you watch some games on TV, and you're like, oh, it's a big arena, but nobody's there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was – it's It's outstanding. It, it's great. And I went to the games on um, on Sunday night, too, and and I had to sit at the upper deck because I had a couple people with me, and i didn't I didn't have they uh, didn't have enough seats to to sit a few people in a row. So we were at the upper deck, which is which speaks great to it, which speaks great to the uh, the high school game and and uh, how they're doing it in the finals at Mohegan. Now if we
0: remember Luke, there was a lot of doubters about as far as well, they can't have it in a gambling casino, right. and and is it, the, the border controls was like, oh, but they were able. To, if I'm not mistaken, you, when you come in, you come in through the tunnel. You don't even go in the casino at all, and that was like the big thing to make sure this was going to work. Is that correct? You don't guys ever never step foot in a casino if, unless you want to, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, no. We you pull the bus right into the bottom, and they just you you, you walk you walk right out, you know, and then you. you it's kind of it's it, it's nice. It's like the hallway, and then it kind of opens up. But yeah, we don't set foot in the in the casino. I, and I don't know. I mean, I have no opinion on the, on the casino. I, I I do remember people saying that, but I mean, what's the difference?
0: No, I know, but it was like a big deal. Like that was really a big worried. deal. Yeah. they were like really worried. I, know.
1: I do remember. I do remember people making a big deal about that. But um, yeah, no, no factor. I think it's I think it's awesome.
2: Right, unless you want to go to the. I mean, I know most teams do. I mean, you could, but you could legitimately as a team go in through the tunnel, go out to the floor, do your practice, do your rounds, and then get out of there without even setting foot there. So if you were, as a coach or an administrator, wanted no part of that, then absolutely you can do that. So, I mean, I think that there's – you know, it depends on what the opinion of, of whoever it is. And, you know, I saw kids from all all over the place walking all across the little mall they have there. So, you know, I, I think it's great. I think this is – No, you know,
1: it's uh, – yeah. I
2: think they got it right. Yeah, obviously. we –
1: there are a lot. Of, there are a lot of other things out there that, that are that are worse than uh, walking by slot machines. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get the. I don't get the, right. the controversy. But what do I know?
0: Luke Riley joining us really quickly before we wrap up. Um, can we do this all again next year?
1: <laughs> Say that again. I'm can, sorry.
0: Can we? Can we do this all again next year to defend? I mean, I mean, they. I've always just wondered what people, coaches, how they react to defending a title versus going through it for a first time. What do you think that would be like with the the conference that you play in?
1: Well, let's see. We played we played Saturday, Sunday. What say Wednesday? Yes. I figure I'm gonna enjoy it for for at least a week. <laughs> before I, are you sure? I, I uh, are you sure? A yeah, yeah. You're really gonna ask me that? But
0: no, um, well, I I'm no, running out it, of questions.
1: It's it's it, it, uh no it's uh I think every year kind of stands alone the, the way it that you know things are set up so it's like hey we max out our opportunity with this group and then you know after after a week goes by we start collecting the gear I'll have to be like planting seeds for the future and you know set a whole you know get the, get on to the next mission that's what we'll be talking about hey this 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 mission is complete we took it as far as we could take it and and you're like that win lose or draw so to be quite honest with you that in my experience anyway uh, the preparation moving forward is very, very similar. There's really no difference. You know, you'll have a different group of kids with a different group uh, different group dynamics, and you'll be doing the exact, you'll be saying the exact same things you'll be saying whether you won or whether you lost. So um, you'll be starting from ground zero, scratching your way back up, seeing what you can do, and that's, that's never going to change whether you win or whether you lose. So that, that that's one thing I know for a fact. You think, you know, I remember that you think it's going to change, you, you know, your approach. And, you, you know, when, before 2014, I was like, oh, you know, how's it going to be? Could you imagine? And it isn't that great, but the next year comes real fast. So you enjoy it as much as you can and, and know that you got to get back to work uh, as soon as possible.
2: Well, I don't want to ruin your little, you know, vacation of the mind and your celebration, though, but I already know for a, for a fact that Windsor will be coming. They'll be coming for you because now they've got a chip on their shoulder. So but good luck
1: they've everybody else yeah I know you know but that's hey that's what makes it fun and you know that's what competition is about and you know we you welcome that if, if people are coming after you then it means you're good so we, we, we welcome that challenge and, and if people are talking about us that means we're relevant and that in itself is a win
0: Luke Riley congratulations and finishing number one on winning the Division One state championship congratulations on a great season and I'm sure we'll talk to you next season thank you for your time Thanks, Coach.
1: No, Yeah, thanks for having me. And as I said last time, you guys are great. Thanks for doing all you do and promoting the game and um, making us look good and, and making the kids uh, have an awesome experience and, and a lot to look back and be proud of. So thanks.
0: All right, Luke. Thank you. Congratulations. All right. That all right, works. Thanks.
2: Works for us, Coach. Enjoy the games this weekend. Enjoy yourself. Congrats.
0: All right. You too. Thanks, guys. All right. I'll be in touch, Luke. Bye, right. right, Bye. Bu- right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
2: Well, hey, what can you say? I mean, listen, uh, it's good to be Luke Riley and uh, East Catholic today. And, you know, we're glad to see that, the, you know, just there's just so much emotion coming out of that game. It was great. And, you know, it's story beginning, like he said, story beginning, uh, his nephew and him winning yeah, the state it, it, championship. Uh, I thought that was just a great way to kind of and the, end the, at least one night, end the season uh, on a high note.
0: I am I mean, I wasn't around for the Joe Riley days. I mean, I've talked. We, we had John Pannon on earlier this year uh, on our podcast about what playing for him was like. And and, and obviously that family tree. I mean, Luke Riley is as good a bench coach as there is, And there's nothing mm-hmm. against anybody else. The oh, guy's good. God, yeah. I mean, and obviously Kenny Smith, again, it, he reaches his players. He knows how to get the most out of them. I went and watched him a month ago. They lost at home. To East Catholic by 22 points. I'm saying this team's not going to. This team's not going to the finals in Division I. Little did I know, here they are. They won the CCCO. So, obviously, they bought in. And, and obviously, you saw the emergence of Amir Spears and and Corey McCarthy and, and Two they're Division One good. guards, and they could be the preseason number one next year. I think they're that's be, what we're, I think that's what we're looking at. Yeah, um, they're going to be fun to watch. Next, I mean, they were fun to watch this year. Yeah, just they, see them grow a little bit. Were, and people like to on. know what, what's and what happens to the Elm City schools. I don't know. I, I think the SEC will be better next year. I think other leagues would be better. I, I I think there was there was a down year for the for the SEC again. It's a team that we, league that we see a lot of. Um, the FC I think was better than people thought. The mm-hmm. um, ECC obviously was pretty good. It's too bad what happened to Dev Ostrowski. But uh, obviously, Waterford makes that league so much better. And I'm curious to see how they're going to do next year with losing six, six or seven seniors. So it's been a fun year. I mean, people talk about the talent being down. And I understand when kids you lose kids to prep schools, but I think the best team showed themselves at Mohegan. And when you have the, the competition, may be more of a level playing field, maybe in some respects. And obviously, I think we, as we discussed at the opening, we saw good games at, uh boys and girls at the Mohegan. Uh, and I, I think we got, as we've said,
2: I think we got a state champion, like a number one showdown. Well, I mean that thing. was well, that was format. of all the of all the things you can complain about, the format gets that right.
0: Yeah, I mean, even in the old Division One days back when that when they got rid of for reasons we've discussed, you knew who the state the best team was. I mean. Yeah. Waterford as good as they were they're not Windsor and they're not East Catholic They're third which is pretty damn good considering the the level of playing field and uh, You know I'm curious how Sagajara will be next year. I'm curious what happens to Basic. You know, you're interested to see with Farmington with MoMA Immaculate he's <laughs> They won division two last year The semifinals and one hey mate You know Nelson does a great job with their program. I know there are complaints about Immaculate being in the top five that's fair. you know it, it is what it is it you know you, you have 20 people voting they vote them the way they want you try to do the best you can to administer and, and that's how it falls i mean is immaculate better than trumbull is trumbull better than immaculate is sec is basic better than second heart i mean it's these questions you, you can't answer you'll never answer <laughs> you can't answer them i mean it, so you do the best you can let the chips fall and I'm sure people complain in the off season. So yeah, thank uh, you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening all season long. It's been fun for Sean and yeah, I. Thanks and a lot, Sean. We've had sure. some uh, fun arguments and we had and battles, but you know what? In, in the end, it's about the game. It's about the kids. And that's what we're all about. So for Sean Patrick Bowley, I'm Joe Morelli. Courtside with Joe Morelli podcast. We'll see you next season. See you next season.